This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. You're listening to C-Suite Success Radio with your host and executive coach, Sharon Smith. If corporate success is your goal, C-Suite Success Radio offers you informative interviews with experts that will help you shorten your learning curve and accelerate your momentum to higher achievement. C-Suite Success Radio makes it simple and easy for you to tap into the wisdom of other successful business people who know the path you're traveling. If you're ready for success in corporate America, welcome to your new home at C-Suite Success Radio. And now, time for your host and C-Suite Executive Coach, Sharon Smith. Welcome to this week's episode of C-Suite Success Radio. I am your host, Sharon Smith of C-Suite Results. Each week we focus on success, a word we all know and something we strive towards, but not a word that's easy to define. All of our topics and guests are aimed to help you achieve the goals you've set for your organization and for yourself as a leader, but more importantly, to help you accelerate the pace of your success. On today's show, we have Kathleen Caldwell, CEO of Caldwell Consulting Group and founder of the WE, Wealthy, Healthy, Energetic Edge Success Institute. Kathleen has 20-plus years of experience in global business strategy, leadership, and team development, which has made her highly respected business advisor, coach, and speaker. Her speaking engagements and business briefings are about business excellence, organizational effectiveness, leadership, and team building. They have given business people around the globe new perspectives on business growth and creating strategic advantage. Kathleen is a co-author of Blueprint for Success, with Dr. Ken Blanchard and the late Dr. Stephen Covey of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. She's the author of a new book, Success Mind Power. Use your powerful brain to love your business, love your body, and love your life. When she's not writing, speaking, and advising, she volunteers on several nonprofit boards and committees and is committed supporter of regional civic and economic development projects. A Chicago native, Kathleen is a graduate of Florida State University, Coach University, the Institute for Integrated Nutrition, the Wellness Institute, and Hypnosis Motivation Institute, and currently resides in Woodstock, Illinois, with her husband and ballroom dancing partner. Let's listen to the interview I had with Kathleen to help you gain the edge you're looking for. Kathleen Caldwell, I am so excited to have you on the phone today. Welcome. Sharon, I am so excited to be here on the C-Suite Success Radio. Thank you. This is exciting. You and I are both C-Suite Network advisors. We've spent a lot of time up in New York City together getting to know each other, but I know you have a wealth of information to share with our listeners, and I'm going to take a lot away from our call together. As our listeners have already heard, I read a part of your bio. You're so accomplished. I'm so excited to dive into that more, but before we do, tell everybody on the phone who you are, what are you excited about, what are you working on right now? Well, I'm a C-suite advisor. I'm part of the C-suite network. I'm a C-suite investor, and I'm also a strategic advisor to my my clients in the C-suite. And I'm a, a founder of the We Network and the We Institute. And We is wealthy, healthy, energetic edge. So I'm very, very excited to bring wellness into corporate America, bring wellness into America and help people really love their business, love their bodies and their health and love their life. And I do that through a variety of programs, products, services, 
I'm also a hypnotherapist, so I really help people with that whole mind-body connection to feel more successful and be more successful. And I'm also an author as well and speaker, part of the National Speakers Association. So I wear a lot of hats like you do as well. Yeah, that is an amazing number of hats. And you just scratched the surface because you're also a Zumba instructor and a ballroom dancer. Exactly. <laughs> Those are so, fun. Yeah, life is worth life is worth living, right? So we're we're playing it full out, you, right? You are. I think that's fantastic. I love it all so very much. Hypnotherapy is very interesting to me. I think it's a fascinating topic. I've had a little bit of dabbling with it as a receiver of different types of hypnotherapy. So at some point, you and I should talk offline more about that because I would love to learn more about how you provide that. Or you can even tell us. Actually, there's probably a lot of people on the phone who think hypnotherapy sounds like some woo-woo, voodoo kind of thing if they've never experienced it. But I know differently. You know differently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about hypnotherapy and how it helps an executive or someone in the C-suite or an entrepreneur or people in general in a very, very mainstream kind of way in all actuality? Sharon, I love it. And, and this is terrific because this is one of my passions in life is I've always been intrigued with hypnosis and the mind-body connection. Part of my purpose and mission is to bring hypnosis and bring the very, very uh, powerful use of our minds because athletes know things that we, quote-unquote, normal people don't know. And executives, top, top, top executives in the C-suite know things that most of us could really learn. I want to take hypnosis out of the the locker rooms in the pro athletes uh, area. I want to take hypnosis off of the Las Vegas stages and also out of the high school uh, gymnasiums during homecoming and all the, the silly stuff that they're doing and take hypnosis out of that whole arena and bring it into the corporate boardroom and bring it into corporate America and bring it into a a domain where we can understand it more. Take the woo-woo stuff, you know, as you were talking about, take it out of it and bring it into practical use and how we can get better control of our minds to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish because it's a system, it's a methodology, and, you know, no one uses uh, the crystals, no one uses the watch anymore to, you know, have someone go into a hypnotic trance. It's not mind control. Uh, It's a way for us to understand how does our brain work, how does our mind work, and how can we put it to best use for what we want as opposed to, being under a hypnotic trance, and I write about this in my book, is we're under a hypnotic trance right now as as human beings when it comes to sugar. We're under a hypnotic trance about the devices, the machines, television. Um, Stress causes us to be under a hypnotic trance. Most of my clients, Sharon, I have to help them get out of a hypnotic trance. And help them get back into what they want. You're right about the technology and how hypnotized mm-hmm. people get and, and into all of these devices, just walking around with our heads down, uh, looking at devices as we're walking, as we're doing just about anything, sometimes multiple devices in front of us at any one given time. And it becomes quite, yeah, quite distracting and crazy, but also everyone thinks it's their new normal when it probably shouldn't be. So bringing hypnosis into the boardroom or corporate or mainstream 
for individuals, what would the result be? What does that look like for yeah. someone? Why would they yeah. say, yes, that's for me? Really, and, and I think it's important to really define what is hypnosis. Really what hypnosis is is a heightened state of awareness. That's really what hypnosis is. It's a, you're, it's a fantastic thing, and now athletes know this. Sharp, we've all experienced it. It, and Sharon, you you know remember a time, and I I bring this up in my book is, you know, for us to remember the times when we've been so focused on a project, or we've been so into, say for instance, a book we were reading, or we were so into some music we were listening, or that feeling uh, at the very beginning of when you're in your job at the very that romance stage <laughs> in the beginning of your job, or the romance in the beginning of a romance. And you're in a hypnotic trance, and all of the adrenaline, all of the cortisol, everything is flowing in your body, and you're in the flow state. We can actually replicate that flow state at will. So really, hypnosis, the definition technically is a heightened state of awareness and focus. And we should be able to and can learn how to enact that at any point and get out of the trance that we're, that it's an, kind of an unconscious trance and bring it into a conscious, focused awareness to have what we want. Also, I expand that to say to get out of the programming, this kind of this automatic programming. We've got some programming that's going on a lot of Uh, particularly, I will say, I work especially with women leaders. Many women leaders have got a negative programming track going in their brains Mm -hmm. of, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I can't do this, I'm overwhelmed, I've got too much going on, why doesn't she step up, why doesn't he step up, blah, 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 blah. And so what I, the first thing I help people do is learn how to break that negative programming trance so to speak, break out of it and learn how to break out of it themselves. That just in itself, Sharon, is very powerful, just breaking out of these automatic programming tracks, which is a state of hypnosis. This is great. I look forward to having yeah. another conversation with you to yeah. learn more for myself personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being right. selfish. And I want, I want your yeah. more information on how I, can, how I can have that heightened state of awareness. And when you were right. talking about it, all I could think of, is this the same thing as flow that I'm always reading about? And then you went on to say yeah. it's a flow state. So I think that's really fascinating that you're able to help people get into that place of flow that maybe haven't right. never been there before, don't know how to get there, don't know what it looks like and feels like. That's really exciting. How much of the work you do right now is the hypnosis versus other coaching and consulting and strategy work? Since it, that's a really super question because the, everything that I do is incorporating a mind-body work strategy, you know, encompassing the whole of the individual because work is, work is just not a head game, so to speak. Work is involving all of us and, you know, involving, I believe, involving our hearts involving our passion, involving, you know, our brain power to, to really enact the whole of a person. When companies engage their employees, obviously that's the goal is to have all employees completely and totally engaged and be all in, so to speak. And so the work that I do in the WE Institute, where we work with entrepreneurial women, 
executive women is we work on our health, we work on our wealth first, our careers, our loving our career and our business. We work on our health and our vitality with the healthy part. We work on energy. How can we increase our energy at will and also have the edge that we want in our life? Not be edgy, so to speak, but have the edge that we want, the performance that we want, the vitality, the spiritness, the, the love of life, the joie de vivre you know, that the Parisians talk about, and how to bring all that to bear as opposed to being tired, being resigned, being overwhelmed, and then, Sharon, you know, uh, you know, we've all experienced this, that, that what happens is then we go into a low-grade state of shock, which is then how do we then numb ourselves to get out of those states? Well, food is an excellent, sugar is an excellent thing that people use, a nice glass of wine or two after work, people then sleep to excess or maybe work to excess or, you know, it's, it's all of these things. So finding the right balance for you is the key. I, I do this with teams. I work, I have a program called Team Intelligence. So we work on the team's intelligence around the whole of the team and then the individual. So I bring this work to teams and also individual leaders in corporations and then entrepreneurs. That's wonderful. And if so, leaders and yeah, if leaders of teams and leaders wanted to learn more about this, I assume you work with others others than just women. So I should say that differently. I assume yeah. you work with oh, men sure. also. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Men, men and women uh, leaders as well. And and I I you know I joke, but I mean it very seriously. Is you know with the women leaders that I do work with. I say that you know when I'm working with women, it's it's men that benefit as well. Uh, it's children that benefit. Uh, there was a group, uh, a we leadership group that I led pretty recently, and um, part of it is we have uh, calls and mastermind groups and great great educational material. Well, as a byproduct of this, one of the women leaders. She was really focused on her health and her vitality. Well, she released, and because I, I say I don't want people to uh, lose because we don't want to find it again. Exactly. But I've learned released, that from someone yeah. else as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, she released uh, about 15 pounds that just didn't serve her anymore, nice. and she did in a very healthful way. But then I came to find out that her husband executive had released 45 pounds during wow. the same period of time that she was in we and it was because the two of them really locked arms together and did the program together and so it was just a great bonus so the two of them were in the the we program together so it was men and women and and uh, their children uh, were able to clean up their eating and get moving and really uh, it was a family thing which was really very rewarding to me it's a fantastic story i actually learned that from someone else who does hypnosis type work and is really a, um, a deep psychological therapist kind of person amazing guy mm -hmm. first person who i probably actually went through hypnosis with and he said the exact same thing you did was when we 
lose something, our, our natural inclination is to find it. I lost my keys. I need right. to find it. I lost my phone. I need to find it. Why would we want to lose weight if we aren't looking to find it again? And I love that you yeah. reinforced what he said. And my listeners haven't heard this before because that was not in an interview. So I do say this to friends often when we talk about weight loss is it's about releasing, maybe shedding. I don't know if that's about an, an okay word or not, but it's not about losing. Yeah releasing yes so thank you for saying that yeah thank you and and Sharon I think you're bringing up such an excellent point is that you know with your C-suite success radio just everything the interviews you're doing is I think that success and everything it's a very personal kind of thing and you know, the terminology people use and the mindset that people have for success, it's a very personal type of thing. And I think it's important for all of us to really invest the time to think about what does success mean to me as a coach and as a strategist and and as a C-suite network advisor for us to be really honing in and, and focusing in and serving what is our client's desire for success because it's different and so if you know one person it motivates them to say i want to lose it then that's the language we need to be speaking to or if they want to talk about they want to gain energy and gain this and gain that or gain a new uh uh, gain a new title or something like that in the c-suite that i think it's important to individualize and personalize plans of success well, that's perfect because one of the things we always talk about on this show and my guest has always asked, and that's where we're going to go next then, is each individual definition of success for the same reason you just said. And everyone's different. Everyone's motivated by different words and different things. And nobody should have to chase somebody else's definition. How how fun is that? That's not motivating. If someone is <laughs> drill sergeanting me, telling me I need to do this and I need to run faster and I need to da 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 da. Well, that doesn't work on me. That is not how I'm wired. But it may work very well for someone else. The same is true for success. How do we gauge it? What's the definition? You seem to have quite a journey that I'm still interested in learning about how you got from point A to point B and all of that. But what I want to know is what is Kathleen's definition of success for you and only for you? For me, success is really, and it's overused, but it really is true for me, is success is not just the attainment of goals and the attainment of the outcome for me. Success is really all about the pursuit of it. And the accomplishment, yes, but it's all about this journey. For me, it's a lifelong journey and the richness of what is it that I want in life? What is it that I love? And so success to me is the journey of and the pursuit and ultimately the accomplishment of worthwhile, important goals, projects, and priorities. And it's a process that for me is it's an individual process, but it's also it's what's important to me for success. But then also it also has a philanthropic component to it because my goals and my projects are all about making a difference, making a contribution, leaving a legacy and having fun about growth and learning and uh, all of those things. So that's that's really it. It's not about 
really about the attainment of something or a title for me. Success is really about the journey, the pursuit, and the accomplishment of things that are important, projects and uh, goals and priorities. Two questions from that. One is, have you read The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale? Oh, absolutely. Because when you said worthwhile, I think you said worthwhile ideal. I'm like, ooh, I know those words. And it's a brilliant little tiny book that everyone should read. It's the smallest book you've ever seen in your life. It's called The Strangest Secret. It's really just an audio uh, transcription into, you know, a small book from an audio program he did many, many, many moons ago about success. And it's The Strangest Secret. And it talks about the pursuit of a worthwhile ideal. And that is really success, is the pursuit of it. And I think that's lovely that was what you were talking about and it makes a lot of sense I have a feeling though I've got listeners saying great that's a beautiful definition I think that's really nice but how do you measure success if it's all about the pursuit and not about achieving something what would you tell them yeah you know what that is such an excellent point that you're bringing up because the the word pursuit it's about really the analogy of climbing a mountain or taking taking a long like the journey through life and we have vistas, and we have peaks, and we have valleys, and finding the success along this long journey of life. And if we're very fortunate, we're going to have a very, very long journey with a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. Having the wisdom to take breaks at these vistas, take breaks a lot, a lot, a lot, and experiencing the small successes, the richness the fullness, the enjoyment of the successes along the way. And I write about this in Success Mind Power, my new book, because sometimes just even just getting up, taking a deep breath in the morning, putting our feet on the floor, brushing our teeth, waking up, saying a small silent prayer for ourselves and for the world, You know, that for many people could be just a success that day, which they can build upon. Just even appreciating that small success leads to a fullness, a gratitude, a momentum, and just getting that going is a positive start to the day, which is a sign of success. That is a way to to get things moving along, which obviously is a much more positive successful way to start the day and then stubbing your toe, waking up late, pressing the snooze, all of those kinds of things. Uh, not, not the, that's not a great way to build success. For me, the success is training, getting out of that hypnotic trance that doesn't serve me and getting myself into the flow state by design to enjoy, stop, pause, take a deep breath in, notice what's happening in my body, noticing where I'm at, noticing what's happening, and just really appreciating what's going on here. You know, we've got here today in Illinois, we have a beautiful, beautiful snowy day, and we've got a lot of white snow all around. So that's, to me, a day of success, of really just, okay, I was successful because I actually paused. I didn't have my head in my computer. I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm able to share with the audience some things that I'm really passionate about. Great. In this moment, I feel successful. That's going to set me, that sets me up for the next moment of success. 
and the next moment of success and the next moment of success. I think as opposed to a downward spiral of no success, no success, no success, or failure, failure, failure. I think it's a great point because it's all about stopping. Sometimes we just keep going and going and going and we never pause unless we take the time to think about it. And when we do pause and take a look and stop and think and, and take that deep breath, we can really appreciate what we have accomplished and where we are going. And if we're in the middle of that downward spiral and we do the same thing and stop and pause and breathe, we can then see a way out of that downward spiral. We can open our eyes and and be more present in all of the things that I hear you saying and become more successful right there in the moment. Right. Yeah. And this three-step process I write about in my book, and it's the work that part, part of this process of success mind power is notice. It's just three, just three breaths. Take a deep breath in. And sure, maybe we could do it together. Sure. Let's do it with everybody. Yeah. Now, anyone listening yeah. driving might need to come back to this later. I'm not 100% sure. I want to at least make a disclaimer out there that what we're Let's about do to do as a group may not be meant for the car. Kathleen can right. weigh or, in on that. Yes, or operating heavy machinery. Or operating heavy machinery. But if you are <laughs> sitting at a desk or a passenger on a train or somewhere else, right. then let's do this. Yeah. Walk us through it, Kathleen. This is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Very nice. Yeah, good. So this is something that anyone can do just to get back in their bodies and get more in control of themselves. First of all, take a deep breath in and then to let it let it exhale, let the breath exhale. Because as you know, Sharon, where there's breath, there's life. So just breathing. But that first breath, taking a first breath in, you take a deep breath in and you ask yourself, okay, great. You can say and affirm to yourself, okay, I'm present and I'm here. Okay, deep breath in. I'm present and I'm here. I'm here. Wherever I'm at, I'm here. So this is a grounding technique, grounding to get ourselves grounded in wherever we are. A lot of times we're just not in our bodies. We're off our heads in the air, our heads in the sky, we're off somewhere else. So take a deep breath in and say, I'm here. And notice how much more here or there you are. I'm here. And then ask yourself silently, what am I experiencing? What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What am I feeling? Could be, hmm, feeling agitated, or I'm annoyed, or hmm, I'm feeling rushed. What am I feeling and what am I experiencing? And then the third breath is, what do I want to feel? What do I want to feel? Asking ourselves the question, what do I want to feel? Okay, and most of the time for me lately, I say, you know what? I want to feel more energized. I want to feel more energized. (sighs) 
also with with great vitality, I take that third deep, deep breath in. What do I want to feel? Or how do I want to feel? <sighs> with that nice, wonderful, hearty exhale. <sighs> and then with that exhale, you get to feel it. Make a choice to feel that feeling. Feel that feeling. So shall we try it real time and I'll narrate? Sure. And do you want me to stay silent and do this all in my head? Do, do, would, would you feel comfortable telling us out loud what you're experiencing? I don't mind. Please. Love that. Okay. I assume Great. hungry doesn't count. Pardon me? I assume hungry doesn't count for how I'm oh, feeling. No, hungry absolutely does count. Oh, good, because that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Okay, and you know what? That you're bringing up an excellent point. All feelings, all experiences are perfect, and they matter. So just experiencing it and knowing that, okay, I'm just experiencing that. And in the second, I'm just experiencing that, giving it acceptance, allowance, and calm. What we're doing, Sharon, is we're calming down our nervous system, and we're enacting our our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous systems we're balancing out our nervous systems to take our bodies out of a state of shock low grade shock and this is all the work that we do as hypnotherapists that help us have our clients be more in the state that they want to be in so maybe it's more energized maybe it's more calm because if you're hungry your body may be going into a little bit of nervousness or worry or concern you can use your powerful brain to calm your body down calm your body down okay when i'm done with this glorious interview i'm going to have something to eat yes (laughs) tell us your brain i'm okay i'll be okay whatever you want to tell yourself so shall shall we do this yes let's do this Yeah. yeah great okay so so it's just three three breaths. So the first breath, take a nice deep breath in. And affirm to yourself, I'm present and I am here. Get yourself grounded. I am present and I am here. Great. Good. And then your second breath in is what am I experiencing or feeling? What am I experiencing or feeling? I am experiencing great calm, but also a little hunger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so in this moment, you see what's cool is we can slow all this down because this is an individual process. So you might, Sharon, notice where in your body, the second step is noticing in your body where you're experiencing that little bit of hunger. Where in your body are you feeling that? Right dead center in my belly. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And is there something that you could do in this moment to take care of yourself, to take care of that hunger? I have a bottle of water. I could definitely have more water. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Great sip of water. 
your listeners, that's a great coaching for your, for your listeners. Great sip of water. Which I have now done. Excellent. Yeah. And as you know, sometimes hunger is disguised as it seems like hunger, but it's actually thirst. Yes, I do know that. I will say that this is actual hunger because it's 1230 and I haven't eaten since breakfast. But I do, and I'm glad you said it, though, because I think... A lot of people who haven't spent time studying nutrition don't realize that often hunger does is really masquerading thirst and dehydration. So if you're hungry, before you go for the Snickers bar, maybe you have a glass of water first, and then if the hunger doesn't subside, then you make your next decision. So I'm glad you brought that up. Right, right, yes, yes. So, yeah, and so, you know, perhaps um, – putting your attention and focus on that place in your body where you're feeling, experiencing the hunger. And sometimes, you know, we're slowing this process down, Sharon, but you could put your hand or your hands over that spot or just just with your powerful mind, commune and connect with that part, that aspect of your body, that place in your body where you're feeling that hunger. And then just use your powerful breath. Just breathe whatever you need to breathe in there. Do you have a sense of what that hunger may need? A nourishing meal when we're done with our interview. Okay, good, good, yes. And your beautiful executive mind knows we've taken some nice deep breaths, and you know when we're done with our interview, you are going to do that. Yes, top priority, yeah. most definitely. Right, I, exactly. Yes. Now, I appreciate what you're doing here for everybody and, and teaching yeah. the how to slow down and be more present, and I think this is so important. Yeah, thank you. So this, I mean, this is just a nugget, a kernel of what everyone can do, just a calm to bring a more calm, relaxed state to themselves, use their success mind power, and it's also a state of self-hypnosis, what we're doing. So that this is kind of taking the, the woo-woo out of it, but getting connected to our bodies and just being more proactive as opposed to reactive in how we want to feel, what we need to experience, what we want to experience, and then what do we do next? So we're really in charge. We are in charge as C-suite advisors, as C-suite network executives. We're in charge. The, you know, reptilian brain, uh, the uh, the person, the part of us that wants to go for that Snickers bar, no, no problem with Snickers bars, you know, or, you know, the, the reactive part of us, we can calm that, that part of us down and we can be more in charge. And that's success. That's another aspect of success. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. I love this. I'm very curious. I'm going to completely change the topics and get back into a little bit more energetic part of the conversation. This was wonderful, and I find it valuable, and I hope everyone else did. And we'll definitely make sure everyone knows how to get a hold of you and your book and all of that in case they want Great. to learn more about what you do in hypnosis. I think it's hugely valuable. I've been I've been understanding it for years, and I have a lot more to learn, but I'm all about energy and energy healing and hypnosis and all the things that many people think is wooey, I think work beautifully, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation. 
But I do want to talk about another book you wrote. I think it's so fascinating that you co-authored a book with Dr. Ken Blanchard and Dr. Stephen Covey. That must have been an incredible experience. And the book is called Blueprint for Success. What a what could be a better title than that for our conversation about success today? I want to hear from you what that experience was like in terms of working these two great minds, and what did you learn the most from, whether it was the writing experience or something that one of them said to you or the content of the blueprint for success? What is it that you really took away from that project that has stayed with you and that you want to share with us? What a privilege it was to be part of a book project with those two icons in you know, personal development and leadership. Uh, my goodness, I learned so much about my gosh, I mean, to, to cover that in an entire, it could be the entire interview, but, but really in a nutshell, that these two gentlemen really kept stepping forward, kept stepping forward and stepping forward, and they reinvented themselves time after time in their careers. They took risks, they put themselves out there, and, you know, it was just so inspiring to see that. And, of course, the stories their experiences that they wrote about in the book were just very, very inspiring and fulfilling for me to read and, and just witness. So heartwarming that Dr. Stephen Covey passed in the last couple of years. Just, you know, what a tremendous legacy that he left for us. And, you know, just to be affiliated with him in any small way is just an absolute gift. I think to expand on that, and another wonderful, wonderful teacher that we all have is Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. who says, you know, that success leaves clues. And I think that for all of us, success does leave clues. And we've got to be aware and awake to be able to see what those clues are so we can come up with our own blueprint for success because everyone has a different blueprint for success. But We can also learn from other people, model their success. We can't necessarily copy their success, but we can model it and create our own blueprint. So it was a tremendous experience, Sharon. Thank you for asking about that. I love it. And, yes, success leaves clues. I'm glad you brought that up. There's so many Jim Rohn quotes or Jim Rowanisms that I have learned over the years and some that I remember more often than others. That one I had forgotten about as soon as you said it, I remembered. And I've met, I've read so many books and talked to so many people that after some time you start to hear some of the same nuggets and you have to think, wow, there must be something to this piece of advice. And I had a mentor coach once who she liked the rule of three. If something has shown up three times, it might be a sign that it's time to do something about it or follow it or look into it. Uh, And kind of like you're saying, success leaves clues. So if something keeps showing up, that could be a clue that it's something to look deeper into. What is one piece of advice that has maybe something that you've implemented in your life or your blueprint for success that you would love to share for our listeners? One thing that you think could make a huge difference um, in the lives of others and that you'd want to share that is a Kathleen Caldwell piece of advice or success clue? Well, Sharon, I think for me, it's one of the things that I'd like to share, and I I share this frequently as I speak with groups of younger people, uh, young aspiring executives, or, you know, any group really, is focusing in on knowing ourselves and knowing about 
what makes us successful, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and what's our weaving in, what's our own blueprint for success? What makes, what are our triggers? What are the things that help us be successful but also derail us? Get aware of and be cognizant to the habits that we have that are either promoting us or exposing us to the success that we want and learn about our minds, learn about our bodies, learn about success and have a growth mindset and be committed and curious about not only ourselves, what makes us tick, mm-hmm. but also about other people. I think you know, people are very, very focused in on skills and learning tasks. I think that's all very important, but let's raise it up to levels where we're more strategic, where we're thinking about learning about other people and learning about ourselves so we can be more successful in the world by helping other people get what they want and that helps us get what we want. And that's an old Jim Rohn-ism, tried and true, works every time it's been, it's been utilized. Absolutely. So that would be advice I, I, I generally give to other people is know thyself and know other people. And my last question, because we are going to run out of time and we spent time on the, the deep breathing, which I think was so valuable, which means I have less time to talk to you about some of these other topics, but we can always have another conversation. For people yeah, listening, yeah, absolutely, for people listening who may say, yeah, that's a great piece of advice, know myself better, know, you know what's working, what's not working, but, has never, but they've never taken the time to do that before, what is the best way to get started. Starting is yeah, always the great. hard part. There are there are tremendous tools out there to do that. There are there's a, on my website I've got great tools that people can go to to learn more about their strengths, learn about their weaknesses, uh, and even so I have uh, assessments and tools that people can take. Also, just a basic SWOT analysis. Just taking a very basic SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Very, very simple. The strengths finder is very, very good. And there are a myriad of those out there, Myers-Briggs, DISC assessments, just pulling out a 360, just, just taking a yellow pad of paper out there and just writing down a checklist of, what do I think I'm really good at? What are the things that I need to work on and improve? And just get busy with the strengths. Mitigate the weaknesses, but get busy on the strengths. Ask the people in our life to give us that kind of feedback as well. And the key is get busy. Get in action. Do something about it. Don't use your, your powerful brain to sit and ruminate on stuff. Get busy. Get in action. Get successful. Wonderful. I love Strength Finders. I think it was very eye opening for me. I use a tool called Core Values Index with my clients, which is, I believe, very helpful in understanding themselves. Yeah. And when they do it with teams or spouses or coworkers, they can really understand each other, their conflict strategies, and why at certain times people go into conflict and they can learn to mitigate that. But even just like you said, the pen and paper, I always talk about. What are the things that I would do for free all day long and still have energy to do more of? Those are my, you know, those are my gifts. Those are my brilliance. Those are my 
my biggest strengths, the things that I was really brought in this world to do versus the things that if I never had to do again, I would, you know, be so thrilled with. And how much time am I spending in different quadrants? There are, you know, four different quadrants that go into that matrix and how much time am I spending? So like you said, a SWOT analysis, um, I've got the unique brilliance chart that I can share. And there's so many tools and professionals and things we can do. I journal every day. That really helps me look back on what happened yesterday. What am I proud of? What could I have done better? And, but it's a process. It's not something you just do once and you're done because our strengths change, our weaknesses change, we evolve, and we have to really pay attention to the, what those buttons are for ourselves and how do we want to work through them. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Yes, and I think, you know, get in, get in uh, mastermind groups, get in a growth program and uh, get on a path, commit on a path of personal growth and development and success. You know, no one ever will regret being on a growth path and being on a path to success. No one ever regrets that. And so I highly recommend that. Thank you. That's fantastic. Well, we are out of time today. I'm going to make sure everything that you want made available is available, your website, your book, and all of that, so our listeners can find you. They can always find you through me as well, and I am so grateful to have you on the call. Thank you so much for doing this, Kathleen, and walking me through the the breathing and talking more about hypnosis. I think it is very important for people to understand what some of these what some of these tools are that they may not have really come across before or thought were not for them when they really can be and should be for everybody. So thank you. Sharon, what a delight. Thank you very much. It's been a joy. And we just, you and I are the same. We just want to bring more success, more fulfillment, and more, more abundance to people in the C-Suite, C-Suite Network Advisors and beyond. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to seeing you hopefully soon and having more conversations with you. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, beautiful, snowy day in Illinois. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sharon. Bye, Kathleen. Thanks for listening today. Tune in for our next episode. And in the meantime, you can get more resources at www.c-suiteresults.com. Make it a successful day. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>